0: Is preparing us from here. If you want to go to America. You start preparing from wherever you are. Is that not so? Exactly. You don't just wake up and find yourself there. Lift up your hand and thank God. Ask him. For his help in your life. For his guidance. For he loves us. And he has set us things in order for our comfort, for our peace, for our establishment, for our growth in the name of Jesus Christ, his son. Father, this morning, let our hearts be touched. Renew us and bless us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. James chapter four, verse one. James chapter 4 verse 1. Right. Beautiful. How to strive lawfully for a mega church. How to fight the right way for a good and a great church. You see, when you are raised in a country to have a mind that what you do right in your little corner ends up making things right for everybody in the larger environment. It makes, it's like you are being prepared to be a responsible and productive citizen. And that's what leaders are supposed to bring out of the people they lead. So you realize that when politicians are mounting platforms to talk. They make promises which also comes with expectations from the people. If a leader wants to raise money or wants to uh, 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 promise you roads, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hospitals, schools, um, what do they promise? Jobs. What else? I mean, all the things. Water. Water. I mean, some countries, they don't promise water because water is not their problem. They have gone past a, 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 the age where you open a tap and you don't see water flowing. No, there are some places, sad things don't happen. Or you put on, I, I, I mean, we are here, and you know, then Nawek decides that they have gone on holiday. Then the lights, they take it away. I don't know where they take it to. Some places, you don't see light off. You don't see water. Unless there's a disaster that shuts down the system. But there is always consistency. Yeah, you see roads, but they are still talking about doing better roads. They have schools, but they are still talking about better schools, better curriculum too educate their children to make them productive. You know, you talk about jobs. People have jobs. People have been blessed but they still look at improving the wealth of people, investing in people, making them the best citizens, giving them pride, you know, making them nationalistic, making them love their country, work for their country. They inspire hope in people. But you see, at the end of it all, what it means for them to be able to execute these things are the, resp- the, the responses that the citizens give back so then they implement taxes because they don't want to go and borrow from anywhere america doesn't borrow britain doesn't borrow norway doesn't borrow luxembourg doesn't borrow these people rather lend you see because they know that it takes our people to develop and to make their country better but others don't have that mind it is just like a man who has met a woman say, "I love you, I'll uh, I'll take you to Hawaii on holidays. Uh, what else? I'll buy a Range Rover for you." Then, as he gets up, he's borrowing money. He's asking this one for this. He's asking this one for this. He's asking this one. It's, it's a disaster that is about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, God is also raising us up. God is interested in us even more than a president is interested in his people to vote for him. God loves us. He created us and planted us in our various geographical locations and the families that we come from. He knew us even before we were formed in the belly. He told Jeremiah that I knew thee even before you were formed in the belly. And that knowledge is not restricted only to Jeremiah. He knew all of us. Yeah. That's who he was. Because he is from the beginning and all things that exist came from him. So he knew you. He knew me. He knew you. And he knows the thoughts that he has for us, thoughts of peace, not of confusion and chaos, but of peace, and not of evil and destructive tendencies to bring us to the expected end. He raised us up to inherit blessings and to pass on blessings, not to come and create problems and pass problems to our children. Because some of you, you realize that by the time you are dying, hey, The problems behind you have to be solved by your children. But you will escape such things. Yeah. Let's look at what God also wants for us. And that is why I'm talking about how to strive lawfully. How to do what is right by putting in energy, effort. Your mind must work in a certain way. If you want something in life, you work for it. Anything you work for, I believe that you even have a better sense of use for it. If money is just given to you, you use it anyhow. But when you earn money, you also calculate how you use it. Is that not so? Exactly. James chapter 4 verse 1. Let's read the word of God. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? The church is not a place where we come and fight among ourselves. If we want a healthy church environment, we don't need a place where we fight among ourselves. When you study history, any country where there's repeated war and fighting, there is no development. There is no peace. Somalia is called a failed state because of devastation by fightings Yeah There are countries that live in perpetual fear from each other Nigeria is getting close to that place People are afraid to travel on the road you can be crossed at any time and kidnapped disappear and then they will ask for money Yeah It's like any environment where there are tensions and fear of fights. You see that it's a different spiritual environment. Nothing progressive can come on. So, we are talking about a church. I'm not talking about your family. Neither am I talking about your country. I'm talking about our church. From whence come wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence. Don't they come now because of uh, the last of of, even of your last that war in your members because of the strong and passionate desires for material things last is an inordinate and strong feeling for something that practically even overwhelms you so sometimes the desire for money the desire for marriage the desire for for promotion the, the the things on earth that you know give people fuel they are so strong as you expect those things rather to be outside in the world rather you'll be surprised that you're it, it is in the church I don't think that anybody here who works will be happy to receive a lot of money from your company where you work from as salary. But every time you are going to the office, you have palpitations because you are going to enter a war zone. This Your colleague doesn't talk to this one. So if you want this one to do something for you, and this one has, also has to do the two of them cannot meet. <laughs> You can't. It's like something that can come from two people. You can't get the two people to agree. Please, what's happening? Let's be quiet. Let's be quiet. Let's be quiet. You are interpreting. Okay. So then, go and sit at the back so you don't disturb. Uh God bless you. Okay. Thank you very much. It's a blessing. Wonderful. Yes. So we need to have a certain mind. When it comes to stability, God God is a God of peace, not an author of confusion. Do you understand? It's very scriptural. Because there is something called the spirit of confusion, the spirit of strife. Where there is strife and there is heaven, there's every evil work. Anything that represents evil can be found in the midst of strife, contention. If you're working in a place where they pay you a lot of money and it's like every day there are problems, you see that you are actually looking forward to moving out. It is not a healthy environment to be. It affects you. It, it doesn't make you comfortable. It disturbs. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's only a few people who would like, like to, unless you are the one who instigates the fight, but... If you like peace, you don't want to operate in an environment where there's always tension. This one you are talking to this one for something, then this one doesn't talk to the one you are talking to. So the person feels that you are gossiping about him. You know, so immediately it's like you 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 you, you because this you have gone to this person to talk. Another person who doesn't like that person looks at you from afar. These people every time they meet, they are gossiping. It's not it's not a good environment. Yeah. It's not a good environment, and God does not want His church to be like that. Verse two of James chapter four: Ye lust and have not. Many times the things that strongly move us, you see, lust is a fleshly and carnal desire for something that makes you feel that if you don't have that thing, you don't, you don't have life. Some people can be so depressed and desperate because they don't have a job. Listen, those who have jobs have not escaped problems in, on earth. Yeah. And, and your peace cannot be granted when you get a job. It's like everything that you are expecting in life is summed up the moment you get a job. No, the moment you get a job, it is the, also the beginning of another phase of your life. Of sacrifices, of compromises, of discipline, of a change of a lifestyle. You have to meet up at a point. It's not like a comfort zone. So when you don't have something, that thing should not also give you a mind as if you, 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 know, you have missed out on something. Then you can practically do anything. Just to get it. That's how come it becomes a lustful thing. You, you, you You see, God has put in a man to like and to love a woman. That's how it is. But when it is over the board, it is called lust. It's like every woman that you see you like. That's not how life is. God did not create us that any woman that we see, we desire. That is what is lust. You like slim. You like fat. You like red. You like dark. You like you like a uh uh, 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 short. You like tall. Eh? <laughs> you like big buttocks. You like big breasts. I mean, it's like as for you, anything goes. No, it's you see that thing that you have is lustful, full of lust. Yeah. So you have lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war yet you have not because you ask not. You are not looking for the right thing. You are not looking for the right thing. Ask and you shall receive. Knock and you shall what? It shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find do you think that if god responds to your prayer that prayer makes you a last for that the answer or provision that god gives you makes you last for no no that's not that's not it you there are some things you can't ask god about it many of you there are things you desire you can't pray about it because you know it's wrong it is extreme i am yet to find out a man who prays to god that i want hundred women I want one million dollars. Is that your prayer topic? God give me one million dollars by age 40. I want one million dollars so that I can retire. Yeah. Yeah. Some people pray that because you see it is filled with lust. Sometimes the things that people are asking for you, it's, it's very shameful. It shows that they have not matured. See, it's just like a child. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this thought. Sometimes when you go to a shop with a, a, a child, everything they see, they want it. Oh, you haven't seen some before? Eh? Yeah. Mommy, this one. Mommy, I like this one. I like this gun. I like this Spider-Man costume. I, oh, I like a uh, Superman costume. I like Batman. It's everything they see, they want it. Yeah. If they give you all those things, it won't won't make you, it won't feel any void. Verse 3. Verse 3. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your last. Some of the reasons why we don't receive answers to prayers is because of what we are seeking for and asking. How many of us this morning have prayed and asked God for something? What did you ask God for? What did you ask God for? Yeah, if you prayed. And if you prayed, what did you ask God for? (laughs) Many of our prayer topics are very canal things. We want money to solve problems. We want jobs. We want marriage, children. Uh, we want to pass our exams. We want to. We want money to buy land, to build house, to buy a car, uh, money to travel. Are these not our prayer topics? How many of us pray to God, Lord, fill me with your spirit to do what you want me to do? It's just like children, I mean, I don't know any day in my life where my children have come to me and said, Daddy, good morning. Please, is there something you want me to do for you today? Eh. they will ask you for something and you will tell them, wait, after three months, if you have not bought it, they will still remind you. <laughs> yes. Daddy, you said you buy me this. All they want is what satisfies them. They don't think about you. Daddy, I want this. Daddy, I want this. Daddy, I want this. I want this. Daddy, I want this. My shoe is bought. Uh, this, this, that. Meanwhile, you have not bought shoe for two years. <laughs> hmm? It is because you see, at that stage, they, they are not sensitive enough to your need. And when they are relating with you, they don't understand that you also have need. So they are not, they don't bring it up as a, 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 a pattern of their discussion. Daddy, do you want something to be done? They don't ask such questions. But you see, we who are children of God are. To be raised after the manner of Christ. Who came? Mark chapter 10 verse 45. Look at that scripture. Mark chapter 10 verse 45. For even the son of man came. Not to be ministered unto. This is the uh, 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 word of Jesus. But He said even the son of man. That is Jesus himself. He did not come to be saved. That's to be ministered. He didn't come to us as a lord. To be saved but to minister, but rather, he rather came to serve. He came to work for us so that, and to give his life. And in his working, he did not, you see, there are things that you, you you can do, okay, but you don't do it with your life. You do it with the little time that you have, but he gave his whole life to as a ransom. It means that he was ready to to give himself In serving us so that people will be saved. That's the son of God. And today, that spirit and that heart and that mind is what is supposed to reflect in us. So when you have been in a church for a long time and you never, you know, go on your knees to speak to the Lord and ask what you should do. What what is your service to God? What should I do? If it doesn't occur to you in your prayer and it doesn't come to you in your thoughts and you don't think about it and ask questions, it means that you have not actually matured. And you see, mature people find it difficult to accept responsibility. Eh, eh, Immature people find it difficult to accept responsibility. Children, when you leave an environment with children, you leave their house cleaned everything. When you come back, you will see something you don't like. And for them, that's their joy and their happiness. Yeah. Playing and having fun is what occurs to them. It's not cleaning up and tidying up. Do you, do you, do you understand? Because you see, the adult person thinks of cleanliness. or oh, some of you don't think that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I mean, there are some adults. When you go to their home, you will see that no. Even their children are better. Yeah, there are some parents when you go to their room, and you look at their children's room. Their children's room is nicer because their children have a responsibility of cleaning up, but the the parents don't care. Yeah. So. We must have a certain mind, and let's go back to uh, James chapter four, please. Verse, uh, where were we? Go to verse four, James four four. I like this, and this is where my points are coming. It says, "Ye tress adulteress and adulteresses, Mr. and Mrs. Adultra and Adulteresses." know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. That one is not a question it's a statement of fact. The first part was a question don't you know now, who is an adulterer? Who is an adulteress? Normally, when we hear the word adultery, we think of a married man who has a, a, has a side check or making himself happy with small, small girls or other uh, people or a woman who is married and who is also doing other things. So of course, that is... The first explanation of adultery. But in biblical adultery and adulterer and adulteresses, whatever it is, it also goes beyond just the physical sexual acts that break marriages or covenants. But much more, people who say they love God, but they are also deeply in love with the world. Because you see, love is an intimate relationship. So if you say you love God as a Christian, you can't also be the same person who loves the world. Yes, and that is why many of us who call ourselves Christians who are in the house and in the church, our orientation and our desires are only worldly and carnal things. So that's where your heart is. Your prayer topics. Your, your, your fasting topics. Your, your, your desire, your, the the sign of God in the life of a Christian, I've been blessed with a car, then they will come, pastor, dedicate the car. I've been blessed with promotion, they will come and tell you about the promotion. I've finished my exams, I've passed the exams, they will send you the results. I mean, I mean, these things, it brings joy. But you see, these things are also desired by unbelievers. And if our Christian relationship is only evidenced by these things then there is something wrong with what Christ did the evidence of our faith should not be in material possessions and promotions that you have a car you have this you have that you have that then we should close the church because there are many people who have cars how many of you brought cars How many of you brought cars? One, two, three. We can count. How many of you didn't bring cars? Oh, we are a lot. Some of you should lift up your legs, your two legs plus your two hands. <laughs> yes. So, 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 so you see that, you see, the fact that you don't have a car parked, does it take anything away from you? Has he taken anything away from you? Yeah. But who doesn't like a car? Lift up your hand. Those of you who didn't come with cars, you don't like to own a car, lift up your hand. Everybody wants to own a car. And you see, when you get out of the hall right now and you begin to walk by the roadside and you see all the cars, how many of them are owned by Christians? Eh? How many of them are owned by Christians? If cars are a sign of God's blessing, that means God has not blessed us. is that not so? But it is not. The fact that you, we, we don't have cars parked, it doesn't mean that God is not with us. The fact that you don't have a house, you don't have money in your bank account, it doesn't mean that God is not with you. Sometimes, and unfortunately, many of us look at these things as evidence of God's grace. So you see that many testimonies in churches are to do with material things. Yeah. Many testimonies. People are testifying When in the book of Acts, the people were... In the, the early church, what they were doing was that those who had houses and lands, they were selling it and giving the money to the pastors or the apostles to help other poor people. Today, we are buying those things and we are standing here to give testimonies. Do you know why? Because what should be the, 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 the standard that the world uses to measure success is what we have brought into the church. So sometimes when somebody is not married, they feel that people are looking down upon you. If somebody looks down upon you because you are not married, that person is not wise. That's true, Because there are many people who are married, they shouldn't be married. Some of them, if God gives them an opportunity to jump out of their house, they will even jump before God says they should go. <laughs> yeah. People have things. And those things have not given them peace. That is why God is distinct in who a child is and who a spirit-led child is. If you don't have that mind, you see that you can't relate with God to be able to understand what he expects of you because your expectation of him is somebody who gives you physical and material possessions. And once you don't have those things, it's like you are waiting to get it. That's why sometimes you see people are just waiting to get uh, we are waiting to get money before we help the church you see God is not waiting for you to get money before you give he is taking he is testing your heart now if you don't learn now that you don't have money to give the day you have money you won't give that is why many people who have become rich you think that they they find it easy to give to their church, no, because they did not learn to give that which was little. If you are not faithful with little, you can't also be faithful with much. It's a it's a spiritual principle. Spirituality has nothing to do with materialism, and relating with God has is it's a very different relationship. It is not like your even your physical father whose expectation is that, go to school and pass exams, get a job, uh, get married, give birth, so that it's like, at least as a father or a mother, our parents are happy when they see that they've educated us. We have passed exams. We have gotten jobs. We have married. We have uh, children. We are looking after them. They take pride in it. Or parents, those of you who are parents already, is that not? Yeah, they they take pride in it. Do you think God doesn't also take pride in this sense? He does. But there is something that is more of a priority to him. And that is what distinguishes you from somebody who is in the world. That your heart is so set after spiritual things. Look at verse 5 of James. Let's read on verse 5. Do you think that... The scripture saith in vain that the spirit that dwelleth in us lasteth to envy. Do you think that the, when the Bible says that uh, love of the world is enmity with God, it means that, you see, when you are a spirit-filled child, you you're, you're, don't use that thing that God has given you to desire for uh, uh, the world. It's just like a man has married a wife. I give you everything that you need but your heart is after another boy. Hmm? There are some women like that too. She has bought a car for her, another boy. At least I know one person like that. Her husband blessed him, blessed her, sorry. She had everything that she needed. She's yes. But she was also looking after somebody else. You can't be happy. You cannot be happy. If God is a spirit and he has come into your life, anything that he has given you, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, it is meant to be used to honor him. There's a guy who married a woman and then they had a problem. Real human being that I know. And they were in UK and the woman took the matter to court and they granted them divorce. And they took away the house and everything that he had for the woman. And he was paying mortgage on the house. So what it meant was that he still has to continue paying. Because of their children, because they had children. But just when the divorce ended, there was a, a smaller boy who was behind the scenes, who came to live in the house, because now they are divorced, and the woman has a right to move on with her life. And the children were telling their father what was happening. And the man couldn't handle it. His TV that he has bought, the guy sits, and the guy was unemployed. He sits there from morning, eats, changes channels. A lot of, UK they have a lot of channels, cable channels. I mean, you can watch a lot. He's just there. He has entered a house that somebody has labored for and is still laboring for. I tell you, you can't, you see, you can't, you can't sit down and be comfortable about such a thing. It's like you have labored in vain because that's your sweat. The price that God paid for our comfort and our peace is the blood of his son. And if he comes into your life for even one moment and saves you and gives you hope for the future. Now you have used that spirit and that grace to fall in love with the world and for material things. Don't you know that you create envy from the spirit? That's what it is explaining. God becomes angry and upset. This man got up one early morning and entered the house and broke the TV, broke everything that he could destroy. He just destroyed them. Yeah, because he he destroyed, he scattered the house. Yeah. Yeah. He scattered it. I can't labor and and, and you because, (laughs) yeah, it's not a comfortable thing. And many of us, you see, one of the signs of wickedness to God is that everything that you have become, you don't channel it to anything about, you don't even think about God, about his work. Your heart, your, your you don't have delight and pleasure in giving your time to God. Your time is given to your work. It's given to your boss. It's given to, your, to, to material things. Your, you don't have time for God, for other things. And God is watching over you as he has saved you by the blood of his only begotten son. To come to church is like, hey, you are you are a double agent. Because you are very much in the church, but you are also very much in the world. There are Christians, I'm telling you today, by evening, some of them would have gone to the beach and are coming home. And if you tell these people to stay behind and do choir rehearsals, it's like, hey, we are wasting time. You see their faces, yeah. Some even come to church and they can't sit down for the service to end. Yeah, but you go to office and, and sit down, useless meetings. You will sit in. Yeah. Something that they shouldn't even do meeting about. They are doing meeting about it. But you will sit down. You have time, the the, the energy, everything that God has given you by His Spirit. You have turned away and you are using it to, to advance kingdoms of the world who give no honor and place for God how can you be a grown-up person how can you be mature spiritually if 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 there is nothing in your life that shows that all your years of calling yourself a Christian or your, or, or, or exhibiting a belief system of Christianity or whatever you profess, there is nothing that stands in your name in whatsoever church you have ever been to in your life. Nothing of service. You have not done anything to serve God. You have not been an usher before. You have not sung in the choir before. You have not been a treasurer before. You have not been in any fellowship before. You don't even, it's like you don't have time. You don't, you just don't have time. There is nothing that shows that you have, the only thing is that you come around on Sundays. And you defend your Christianity. You will never say that you are a Muslim or a Buddhist. You will be offended. But yet still, it is just lip service. You are of the spirit, but you are also of the flesh. And, and it is not something that God takes pleasure in. Double agent. You see, in America, in the history of America, there are two men who have been described as being the worst in American history when it comes to Intelligence. Because they were spies for Soviet, you know. Or Russia. One of them is called Aldrich Ames. Or Rick Ames. And the other one is called Robert. uh, Robert something. I'll check the name. There are two guys. Robert Anderson or something. I'll check the name. These guys. You see, Rick Ames was a CIA agent. And the other guy, Robert, was an FBI agent. And this guy, uh, uh, Rick Rick Ames, he was raised up by CIA to recruit Soviet or Russian intelligent agents to give America information. That's how he was recruited. Everybody has a desk and what they do, you see. Because America and Russia, they, they, they spy on each other. It's not only America and Russia. America and Cuba. America and uh, uh, even Brit uh, M- M16 and F- B- CIA. E. They have, you know, even Mossad, uh, Israeli intelligence. They also re- caught somebody who was spying for America, even though they are allies. Because sometimes there are things that are within that they don't disclose to anybody. Intentions, plans, development of strategies, military strength, might, economic things. I mean, a whole lot of things. So they raised these people up and trained and invest in them so that they would execute specific functions. And you know what Rick Ames did? He was able to recruit uh, uh, some people. But in the course of doing those things, he now turned and was now disclosing. There were people, you see, as he was recruiting Russians to, to give information to Uh, America. There were also Americans who were giving information to Russians. So, when he got information about these people, he gave them up to the Russians, and the Russians killed them, ten of them, over a period. And America realized that, no, the kind of people who are being killed are people who are CIA agents who double as informants, uh, who are uh, Russian agents, who double as informants for CIA, and then also CIA agents who do the same thing. And they tried to investigate, I mean, for years, followed up, until they zeroed in on him. And for the period of his spying and his relationship with Russia, he had, been, he had earned $4.6 million cash that had been given him to... because anytime, There was an agent that he was meeting to pass information. They say anytime he meets this guy, $20,000 or $10,000, anytime they have meeting, $20,000 cash. Espionage. <laughs> so when America realized that this guy is a double agent and they tracked him and got the information... And they caught him. Today he's in prison for life. Without the possibility of a parole. He will spend the rest of his life in prison until he dies. Because you can't be a friend of America. And still be an enemy of America. Because they say because of him. He exposed intelligence that nobody has disclosed to Russia. In the history of the secret service. Yeah, Rick Ames. Go and read about it. I don't know whether they've done a movie about him. Because sometimes they do movies about him. Aldrich Ames. You see, the world frowns on people who are double. You are here. And it's like anything that has gone into your training, you are using it for the benefit of another person. The world is against it. And they put such people in prison. It's when you are charged for treason... And for high espionage no country gives you a, a, a custodial sentence or so maybe 10 years it is for life in some places they execute you china they, they will kill you like chicken yeah russia if putin gets you he'll poison you <laughs> yeah they kill because it, it's like you are an evil person you can't, pre- you can't pretend to be with us and, and be trained by us. And look, they were paying them. He was getting benefits. But he was collecting money from other agents. Any meeting, every meeting that he had, money exchanged hands. And, and because he was in charge of recruiting people, when they follow him and they see his meetings with other agents, he always also passes on information. So they felt that he was doing his work, but he was very clever. He was benefiting from them. And the day he was found out, it brought shame to him, his wife, and his only son. Yeah. Up to today, he is described as one of the worst people in American history in terms of disclosure, uh, disclosure of uh, uh, secrets to Russia. He and Robert. I forgot Robert's name. I'll remember it. Yeah. So, do you you think that God takes pleasure? What you are being taught in the church, how you are being raised, what you have to become. It's when God gives you wisdom. That wisdom is to be used for his work. Or Ever since you became a a Christian, you haven't received any wisdom before. Eh? When we teach you about how to relate with people, how not to fight, this is like in the church. You, we shouldn't fight if you are in a, a working environment and everyday you cause strife they will sack you some people are sacked because they are contentious you can be productive you can be valuable as an employee but if you gender strife because of you this department has problems you see that within a short time they will find a way of pushing you out of the system nicely sometimes some of them do it nicely some of them to do it brutally, brutally. but it's like we don't want you around robert hansen Yeah. Robert Hansen. Wonderful. They are real human beings. Go and read about them. You will understand how, how God sees us when we are filled with the Spirit, but we love the world. So you see that that's why many of us, our time, our intellect is never laid at the church for the things of God. I was happy to see Christy sing. I mean, there are people who can sing. Okay, nice but they will go and sing somewhere. They won't join the choir. I don't think that these are the only people who have nice voices in the church. I've seen people who are in church who, who don't sing and they are doing albums outside. Yeah. They want to be famous. And, and the grace that God has put on them, they are using it to produce songs. Yeah. To sing. They want to be like Waliseka. They want to be like Yusundo. They want to be like who? Brikama Boyo. They want to be like who? Eh, eh, eh? Jiso, Jiso, G- G- you know them? Yeah. Yeah. There's somebody to like that. Hey, yeah. You know them, don't you know them? Yeah. You see, look at the world many of the greatest musicians that ever lived, many of them came from the church. They were raised through churches with Newsting, Michael Jackson, uh, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, Marvin Gaye, uh, Jennifer Lopez. Okay. Yeah. Beyonce. Celine Dion. And they ended up in the flesh. With Niwustin and Sisi they, they came from the same. They were like sisters in the church, singing. Today, look at Sisiwainans. Still beautiful, still fresh, serving God, looking glorious. With New have had, she has had more money and fame than, uh, with But she was so empty and, 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 and suicidal. Look at it. You see, it's a dangerous thing, eh? When when God gives you a gift and you don't place it at his doorstep, Satan, eh, there's one cardinal thing about Satan that God keeps reminding us, and Jesus emphasized it. He said, The thief he cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I give it to the church I like reading I understand things when I read when I read the Bible God speaks to me through the Bible I don't get visions, I don't get dreams some people get visions, some people get dreams but you see, if that's your gift it means that God has given you something because I like people who have visions and dreams me, it's only the word when I read, I, I see things, I hear things I like it some of you to that you understand some of you can understand complex subjects It's an intelligence that God has given to you. Because some people read the Bible they don't understand. The Ethiopian eunuch, a very powerful guy, he was reading the Bible, he didn't understand it. And there was somebody that God had put a spirit in him, Philip. And he said, go to this, I'm sending you to this guy to go and explain. He went and explained it. Some of you, you can answer people's problems. You can be a blessing to somebody. It's, it's, It's a capacity God has given you. Because some people read things they don't understand. Yeah, but some of you do. Everybody has something that has been given to him or her by God. God is not wicked to deprive you of the things that can give you a source of life. And he, he, you see, the things are a lot, but everybody has been fit in a certain place. Some of you is dancing. Some people don't know how to dance. Some people when they move, you see that dancing is not inside them. I think maybe I'm one of them. Some people, when they just move, you know that no. I mean, when I look at dancing stars, there are some people I, I notice. I say, no, this, this person, there is dancing in the person's bones. Even in the moves. They are doing the moves all the same. But you see that some people have a flare, A flow. Which comes naturally. Others too are forcing. But you see that? They are forcing! Forcing! Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But when you see the young ones dancing I'm telling you, some of you are still sitting here. You can dance, but you won't come here. You won't come here. Some of you have nice voices. You have turned yourself into a rapper of girls. <laughs> eh? One day, some guy came to me. He has produced an album. Christian Brotherhood. He has produced an album, so he wants to play the demo to me. <laughs> okay, play. When he finished the song, I, I didn't understand the song, you see. But at least he had made an effort. So I said, ah. So you, you, you have the time to do this. Go to studio, put arrange the things, put it together, uh, develop the lyrics, this. But why don't you even just join the choir? Just, you know, it's like, oh, We'll pray about it. We'll pray about it. You see, why should serving God become a prayer topic? Eh? It is because of the kind of heart that you have. If you have a job and you are told to do something, do you, do you say you pray about it? Immediately you do it. Even, you see, I've come across people, eh? Who work in environments where they question the future of their commitment? Because they say, we are not led or guided on specific things. It's like, just do things. And sometimes when you raise queries or you want to find out things, you are left on your own. So it's like such a person has a mind that, it's like there's no vision and there's no focus. We are just working to get money. And there are some work environments like that, especially government institutions, Many people work in government institutions, all they do is that they use their facilities to also go to school. So by the time they've worked for 10 years, they have a master's degree. But it is not because they've been productive enough to add anything of value to the. Yeah. They are comfortable with the time they have to to invest in other things. They close at 2 o'clock. They, they, they go on holidays. They have leave hours more. Some, because that position, three people are there. So if you are not there... Hey, three people, two people can fit into that situation easily. All of them are being paid. Yeah. Travel, useless travels, conferences where they come, you don't know what they have gone to conference on. Yeah. But a developed mind would not like such an environment. So when you are in a church and it's like you don't feel that you are being challenged. And tasked to do something, don't be comfortable. And some people don't even like it. Because some people, when you are when they are working under somebody, every day they are targets. Hey. One guy was working in a bank, he left and went to work in a certain ministry environment because it's not about targets meetings and, and, and rebukes and things. You don't want to be challenged. They've set because you see, the, the interesting thing is that when you hit targets, it adds to your portfolio. You get more money, number one. It also adds to you anywhere you are going. It's like the works that you have done in this bank, it follows you. The targets you have achieved, it is to your credit. It's not to the bank's credit. That's right. If you don't understand it, you, you reject it. You want to go and work in an environment where you do less and get more money. Yeah. Laziness. But we can't be in a church like that. Don't be comfortable. If you come and go, come and go. For 10 years you have been a Christian. You have never done anything in the church before. Sister, brother, something is wrong. It is a sign that you have not grown. You and I have to strive lawfully by number 1 growing in the lord number 2 first one growing in the lord and you see all the scriptures that we have read from john chapter 4 makes emphasis on your spirituality when you 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 understand who you have become in christ you have to make the changes that come with it it's a sign some people marry and immediately they change. One of the changes when you marry as a man, you have to leave all your friends. Even a woman, you have to leave all your friends. You have, to concentrate. you have to concentrate. Me, I had a lot of friends before I met my wife. But today it's as if I don't have friends. She too, she has friends. Schoolmates and all kinds of friends. But she doesn't go and visit friends. We don't spend time visiting friends, roaming around. Bringing people into their house. Having a uh, tea time. Yeah. Eh? You are, you are inviting gossips and intruders. You bring some, you bring a friend to your, ha- your house. She will come and chase your husband. You'll be surprised. Your husband was not like that. Follow friends, 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 friends. Because men are weak. Because you are, you are, or you think that we, as friends, we are, we are, are supermen. Eh? Please, Superman is on a screen. He's not in the real life. Yeah. Yeah. He even fell from a horse and got paralyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Concentrate on God. Number two. Walk away from the love of the world walk away. Some of you, everything about you is of the world, for the world, about the world. You are too much in the world space. You are too much. You are found in places where you should not be visible. You are so visible, but in places where God expects you to stand up, you don't. You are like a shy person in the church. But when you go out, your skills and your personality is heightened. You know that. Yeah. yeah Yeah. Be careful. Be careful. And the last point for and all of them the last point is that be deeply committed to God only. Uje, that is your ticket for great blessings. You see, be deeply committed to God only. Ye adulteress and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. God hates and despises it. When you relate intimately. With the things of the world. The pleasures of the world. The Bible says, be not filled with wine. we is in excess. Be filled with the Spirit. I remember when I gave my life to Christ. I mean, you see, I used to ask myself, hey, so can one just be around and never drink? You know? Those of you who have drunk, you know how it is. It's like, hey, hey. For the rest of my life. Because you see. The the, the, the friendship. The socializing. And those things. They have a certain comfort. There's pleasure in sin. That's why people sin. Yeah. Sin is very pleasurable. That's why the Bible says. Mostly forsook the pleasures of sin. Because it's sweet. If something is sweet. You do it. That's the deception about sin. It's sweet there, But just like sugar a lot of sicknesses come from eating sweet things and me- in fact all medicine is bitter medicine is bitter that's why many medicines are coated in capsules and other forms so that you don't taste the bitterness the thing that gives us life are difficult and painful choices and not these pleasurable things and comfortable and convenient Choices that you have, that you are okay. And I used to ask myself, it's a very difficult thing one will not drink. But when I started getting closer to the Lord and understanding the love of God and the Holy Spirit, his relationship, his interest, and the power that was in him, I realized that, you see, the, the taste for alcohol just went away. To the extent that today, there is no problem in this life that will push me to a corner to take a bottle to drench my woes. No, there's nothing like that. But sometimes there are people in the church when they have a problem, they go and they go and heat up, spark their plugs. <laughs> oh, a little small. It sound like a little for your stomach. It's a heavy dose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he, you have not been able to separate yourself and commit to God the way you should you are not afraid of God how can you say you, 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 are, you, see, you are drinking communion and you are still drinking alcohol devil in solution you are not afraid you are eating the body of Christ we are also eating the body of other girls. (laughs) Are you shocked? (laughs) You heard it. I will repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) Lift up your hands, everybody, wherever you are. Whatever I said, you heard it. (laughs) Lift up your hands and thank him. Speak to the Lord. You see, I don't know what you pray about. And remember what we read. Sometimes we don't get answers for our prayers because they are lustful. They are lustful prayers. And we are only... Waiting on God for things that we will consume on our last. You are so desperate. For a relationship that it consumes you so much that your prayer topic is like, if God doesn't answer this thing, you are blackmailing God. I can't flow. I can't do this. I'm waiting to get a job. I'm waiting to get a favor. I'm waiting for God to uh, 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 step into my situation before you come and give a testimony and rejoice. You don't know that your salvation is enough testimony for the rest of your life. And all you have to do is to trust in this God who could die to save and to wash away your sins. Who it is easier for God to give you a husband than for you to receive forgiveness of sins. But he has done that difficult one for you as if it is the easiest one. No. The price for your salvation is the blood of Christ. But the price for your healing is just belief. That's why sometimes unbelievers also encounter healings. are people who have not prayed or fasted. They just have a problem and they want the thing to change and they receive it. It doesn't mean that it is easier for God to do such things. You too, you have a choice. What appears difficult is what you must do because that's what gives you authority. That's what gives you a place in the heart of God and the blessing that you don't even labor for. It comes from God. Who sees your heart? Who knows your labors? For there is reward for the laborer. If you do something for God, he doesn't forget your labor of love. He is not a man. Even your boss has not forgotten that you have hit targets. You have done this. And honors you and gives you favor and and, and bonuses. How much more God who is far more interested who has said to us, all the things that we desire, which also the Gentiles seek for, I am going to add them to your life. If only you take up my kingdom and its righteousness. The things that concern me, if you take it up as a priority, I solve your problems. That's the way you are working in the bank. You are working in the government institution. When you do what is expected of you, it also solves some of the f- social problems that you have. Financially, the rewards that come. People know how to reward for labors. How much more will God be different? We should trust him. Lift your hands and thank him right now. Lift your hands and thank him right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, give us grace to walk away from the lust of the flesh. From wickedness, from evil, from forsaking you, from the deep love for the things of the world the competitive spirit we have to possess things of the world to be like the people in the world to, 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 to show ourselves successful to worldly people and by their standards to prove ourselves no if there is anybody we have to prove anything to you are the Jesus. only one that matters give us that grace Lord we thank you we bless you Yes, Lord. in the mighty name of Jesus we pray every eye closed, everyone standing nobody moves, just be where you are you are here this afternoon you want to say pastor I want to really give myself to the Lord I'm struggling, I need a change in my life and I can see how far I am from walking in the spirit and in truth from walking with the mind that God is the only priority and the most important person in my life I want to walk away from a love for the world. These are things that you know you are struggling with. But he is able to answer and to help us. If you are here, you want me to pray with you such prayer. Lift up your hands. Everybody close your eyes. Every head bowed. If you are here, you want to say, Pastor, help me. Help me to give my life to the Lord so that I will experience true change. True change. True and real change. Lift up your hands wherever you are. want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, lift it up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I can see your hand, doctor. Yes. Lift it up. Lift it up. Yes. Thank Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you should lift up your hands. You are asking whether it is you. You are asking whether you should do it now. You should do it now. Yes, lift it up. If you have lifted up your hand, I want you to come Come to me. Come and stand here. I want to pray with you, but I want you here, please. Come and let's stand here and pray. Come and stand here with me come and stand here with me let's running. yes come thank you the mercy where Jesus is calling 10 stand here mm-hmm. and 10 okay wonderful everybody lift up your hands lift up your hands mm-hmm. and I want you to repeat what I say to tell her. Can she hear you? Okay. Everybody join. If you have to be here, be here. Don't stand there. Be here. Let us pray. Every eye closed. Every hand lifted up. Some of you, you must say this prayer well for a change. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. That you have, sent your son, you have sent your son. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. To, love me, to love me. Die for me. Die for me shed, his blood, shed his blood. And to wash my sins. To wash my sins. From today. From today I, receive I receive Jesus Christ. As my Lord. As my Lord and, my savior, and my savior. And I receive forgiveness. I receive forgiveness. Of all my sins, all my sins. Through, the blood through the blood that He shed for me, that he shed for me. From, today, from today I belong to Jesus. Belong to Jesus. My, sins my sins are forgiven. I'm a child of God. Child of God. Satan, Satan. From, today, from today I have nothing, I nothing in, common with you. in common with you. I belong to Jesus. I, to Jesus. I am saved. By the, blood. By the blood heavenly father, heavenly father thank, you thank you for saving me, for saving me. In, the in the name of jesus please write my name, write my name. in the book of life, book of of life. and help me help. to be faithful, faithful until the end, until amen. The end. Amen. amen put your hands together for the lord yeah. let yeah. us sit down we'll talk yeah. with them yeah. after the service okay right Please be seated, everybody.